Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's part two of the Getting Over Wrestlemania podcast. It's Wrestlemania 37 and it's two nights, so there's two podcasts. That's how it works. Yeah? Cool. We're all on the same page. Check out our special introduction over on the YouTube channel. And if you're watching us on YouTube... Do make sure you're subscribing, because that's the awesome thing to do. If you are checking us out audio-wise, there's SoundCloud and iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts from, to to subscribe. And anybody who's subscribing, drop us a line, comment, or anything like that. Let us know how you're getting on. What do you think? What What are you liking? What are you disliking? That sort of stuff. So here we go. This is CookieCast. Getting Over Wrestlemania Part 2 Podcast. Here we are again with your second dose of Getting Over for the week. If WrestleMania is too big for one night, then so are the predictions for this podcast. So here we are again. We have Mr. Cook. Hello. Mr. Paul Williams. Good evening. Oh, the, the robot version, apparently, for me. And uh, Mr. Matthew Moore. Hello. And myself, Stu Wimersey. So, yeah, we here we are. If, if you've not uh, listened to episode one, what are you doing? Just have a little pause, go back, get yourself sorted out, and then come back to this one. Um, but, you know, whilst you're there, do all of the lovely liking and sharing and subscribing that Mr. Santino Morella just uh, spoke to you about just before we started as well. Um, if it is your first time here, leave us a little comment on YouTube or drop us a note on Twitter and let us know what you liked or if there's anything that you want to see in, in uh, future podcasts. So we will get straight into night two of WrestleMania 37. We talked about it last time out, coming to you from Raymond James Stadium this weekend. All the same uh, branding, everything that WrestleMania 36 would have had. But what would a multi-million dollar company like WWE be using the exact same site and pirate branding for? Why would they do it? Because they are. Come on, pirate joke. We've got to get in there somewhere. Right. Okay, so you're welcome. (laughs) At this point, you can hear everybody just skipping forward for that little bit. Right. (laughs) For the shortest podcast we've ever done, this one, isn't it? Um, I've just realised I've got so I've got somewhere to be. Uh, that that yeah, that jokes. I I gotta go. I, I can't I can't be associated with that joke. I'm afraid. Cookie I mean, Cast doesn't. That joke does not represent the views of Cookie Cast as a uh, as a corporation or an affiliation. Uh, we are not affiliated with that joke, and uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to distance myself. I'm afraid. <laughs> wow and there was me thinking that big book of dad jokes was going to come in useful at some point how wrong I was <laughs> anyway yeah let, let, let's swiftly move along to the card then so as with the last podcast we have seven matches scheduled uh, all present and correct at the time of recording as per the information on www.com and we shall begin with a little bit of a crossover into night one with the women's tag team title match so, if you cast your minds back to the last podcast, the, there was a women's 
four-team tag team turmoil match going on. And the winners of that match will face Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the titles. Nice and simple. It'll, for, for, the, for the premise of these predictions, it's either going to be Shayna and Nia or whoever else they face. Because uh, it's, it's a bit unfair to get you to pick the other team exactly and then hope that they then do it the next night as well. So, so who wants to take the first predictions this evening? I'll, I'll go on this one. Uh, I think, obviously yesterday I, or in the other podcast, should I say, I picked the, oh God, what were they called? Ravishing Gold, wasn't it? Ravishing Glow, that was the one. Oh. Uh, I've I've picked them, and I will pick them to be the new women's tag team champions, please. Okay, so you are going down as other for the purposes of the book. (laughs) Um, I am going to jump straight in because I entirely agree with you. So I'm also going for the other team to win. Andy? Yeah. Same again? Yeah, other for me, please. And it's the point, it's the point played at this point, isn't it? I know. Um, guaranteed, you're guaranteed that there's going to be some title changes and there's going to be some that you think will happen and some that you think won't, but it's just, could this be one? I am going to go with no. I'm going to go with them retaining. Is it because of your undying love for Nia Jax? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't... I, it, I think the other four teams are just... It's the usual kind of thing of they're thrown together. There's no like, kind of, the, the, and and then looking at the rest of the card, I think I've got more title changes further down the card, and it seems unlikely that they'll go um, title change, title change, title change. I, the problem is, I, I mean, I've done it kind of part one as a points kind of thing, and it'll probably be completely wrong, and they'll probably build up for. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler at SummerSlam or something like that kind of thing, but but I'm I'm going to go for the kind of points and that type of thing, and I'll, I'll stick with what I've chosen. Okay, right. Well, that is the first set of predictions for night two in the book. We will move swiftly on to the next title match of the evening, the United States title match between defending champion Riddle and Sheamus. Arguably, Sheamus is on the run of his entire career for me at the moment, doing some of his best work of late alongside Drew McIntyre. And with that in mind, I think WWE had to kind of find a decent spot to feature the Irishman on the card at WrestleMania. And he's landed himself in the US title picture. After, I mean, it was a hell of a match, the the, the fast lane match with Drew and, and Sheamus, with the going through the screens. And I'm still pretty sure that the the pyro that went off as the screens exploded was a little bit of a dig at the AEW explosion from the week before it happened. But, but yeah, Riddle, on the other hand, also been doing some decent work, but mainly in the scooter riding department. So he's even incorporated it now into his ring entrance. So this is the guy who now rides a scooter to the ring and then flicks off his flip-flops. That is his, that is his ring entrance. It's just like... But people and still then, like him. And then, some, then, then the superimposed birds thing as well, or is that? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that. That's a very recent development. I think that was only on this this past week. But yeah, man, that is yeah. It's all gone a little bit Disney that entrance, hasn't it? By the time they'll have like one coming to sit on his shoulder and sing a little song. By the time, that, um, <laughs> absolutely a reference to uh, his uh, other activities that he's uh, <laughs> seemingly uh, famous for. Um, so yeah, it's the scooter is is kind of weirdly as well the, the basis of how this match came around. So he's riding around backstage, bumps into Sheamus, starts asking him a few questions random questions as if maybe he's a little spaced out for some reason um, and then Seamus decides to ask a few questions of his own about the scooter in a premise to just whack him with it so yeah just use as a weapon whilst he was venting his frustrations about everything that had gone before uh, and it's, it's now landed him with this title match so will the reign of Riddle come to the a, a bit of an abrupt end at Wrestlemania or will he, he, he Retain against the big ginger Irishman. I mean, obviously, we're going to pass the poll now for the first. Uh... I knew it. I was oh. just waiting. I was just waiting oh. for you to throw to me. That accent, <laughs> that accent does throw you off the fact that he is Irish, sir. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know with this. I like. This is a bit of a. This is a bit of a tricky one for me. Because, like you say, like arguably Sheamus is doing the best work of his career, um, and they kind of look. You'd imagine they're still on the build with Riddle, um, but the promo that he tried to cut with Asuka backstage the other week, where he basically just forgot what he was, whether it was scripted or not. I'm assuming it, it probably can't have been just due to how it was received, but he basically was just like, yeah, I, I can't remember what I'm supposed to say. And then just wheeled himself off the screen. Um, if that is true, if that's legit and he's, and he's done that like of his own accord, um, then I, I can't see a situation where Vince is going to be too happy with him. Um, but... Uh, to me, it doesn't make any sense to take the title off him at the minute. He's only just got it within the last couple of months. So I think Riddle to retain. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the screwy finishes. So, like, Sheamus wins, but by DQ. Or something like that. Okay. Andy? I know I've said uh, in, in recent times that I feel that um, Sheamus needs a bit, of a, a bit of a push at the moment. He needs... Almost like he needs something to do, um, but I, I I agree with Paul in the fact that I, I think it's too soon to take the title off Riddle, so I'm going with uh, a, a retain on that one. Okay, I've gone for title change. I just think they'll stick it on on Sheamus for a bit, and either have Riddle chasing him on his scooter with his birds. Um, <laughs> Trying to remember his lines, uh, <laughs> and then kind of hopefully kind of give him some kind of payoff in the future. I just, I just think, yeah, I, I just think at the moment they'll they want some kind of old reliable kind of thing. I think they'll try and do a reset, not a reset, but kind of go back to like reliable kind of things as they kind of obviously with Peacock with them kind of moving after WrestleMania as well. Mm-hmm. I I feel like they've 
they've booked themselves into a bit of a corner with this one um, because kind of what what you guys were saying about it's quite soon to take the title off Riddle. So, but then also with Sheamus doing so well of late, it to me it's a it's a bit of a no win situation because one of them will lose, um, or providing obviously it's not like a no contest or anything like that. But at the moment, I think Sheamus just takes the edge. So I have I've decided to stay away from the no contest prediction. I'm going to go for Sheamus. I think he he probably deserves it a little bit more. I think Paul absolutely nailed it with the uh, the promo thing. I must have watched that clip like 40 times, and I still can't quite work out what he says. But something to the effect of he asked Asuka if scooters were big in Japan, and then she kind of like pulled a face at him. And I'm sure he says something to the effect of, I always get freaked out when I get to that line, realise there was a camera there, and then just sort of scoots off. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it never gets old. It never gets old. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm going with Seamus for, for that reason. Uh, right, moving on. First grudge match of night two with no title involved, but it is going to be Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. First and foremost, did anybody two, three weeks ago, I expect to even see this match featured on a WrestleMania card. Probably well, I was I was trying to work out why we've somehow lost the last five years and we're back in 2016 again. Because that was but, basically the feud that we got for 2016, 2017, and then they let it go, and then they put them together, and then they let it go, and now they've put them back together again as opponents. At this point, I would ask if you're familiar with their entire career as the, <laughs> the story. But yeah, a couple of weeks ago, if somebody said, is this going to be on the mini card? I, think, I don't think anybody would have said, yeah. But realistically, is anybody disappointed that they've put it on the mini card? Because it's two real-life best friends getting to work together on the, the biggest show of the year. So You know it, you're going to get a good match out of them, so... To, to me, this, this again, as we, as we talked on the last episode about uh, Rollins and Cesaro possibly stealing the show for night one, this, this to me, is potentially the, the show stealer for night two. Similar sort of ilk, two people who can absolutely go, um, but it's up to them to deliver it, because they need to do it in like the, the big match situation now. To kind of, Sami Zayn's been bubbling away with all this um, conspiracy documentary stuff that's been going on and recent kind of interviews has kind of let slip that he's had a little bit more creative control of his own so it's obviously something that he's putting a bit more effort into because he's you know he's definitely more invested in it and it was the documentary issue that's kind of brought the match out in the end because Kevin Owens as his friend was asked to to appear in the conspiracy documentary Um, and when he refused Sami Zayn gave him a halluva kick for his trouble and it's just sort of reignited this this rivalry as, as Paul touched on that has been going on since the beginning of time um, so yeah the, the weirdest thing about it for me is that somehow they've managed to get this Logan Paul guy from YouTube involved and I, I haven't like I genuinely I know we've been through all this with the whole Bad Bunny thing and it's appealing to a different audience and all the rest of it Anybody want to tell me who that guy is at all? I have no idea who he is. The only thing I know about him is that he seems to pick fights with people. 
And from what I've seen, he's not very good at fighting, but he picks these fights that then turn into, like, legitimate fights. Like, I'm sure there was something recently he was having a boxing match with someone. And That's he... his brother. That's There's two of them, both with the dopey same fucking haircut to do stupid shit on YouTube. And, like... Yeah, his brother, his brother isn't to you. Who's, I mean, he's he beat up. It's daft, daft stuff. Like he beat up Nate Robinson. Like so, he had a boxing match against Nate Robinson, who's an NBA basketballer. He's like Nate Robinson's like five six, five seven, and he knocked him clean out. And you're like, yo, yeah, because you're like six foot on, like over six foot. It's it wasn't like a you know a regular fight, and he's you know he's. I can't think who else he's fought, but it's it's all. I, I mean, he's 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 fought a, another YouTuber two or three times or something like that. It's just, <sighs> it's just no. Brit- I think it was a British guy called KSI. I think was the was the other one that he had. Yeah. Okay, that that's a, a penny has just dropped in my mind because uh, this this completely changing genres. But the only thing I know that other guy that you just mentioned from is the fact that he was on Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for for all the how how good the match could be, it's kind of unclear as to whether this Logan Paul guy is going to be lurking at WrestleMania to to whatever end. So. Oh, oh, I think I think we all know that he's going to be involved in somehow. And well, it was at this point last year that didn't uh, didn't uh, Owens come out with the fact that he uh, he was absolutely adamant that he was jumping off the pirate ship. All right. <laughs> Now you see, it's not so, just me doing it. Matt just went, ah, right. So you can throw that shit Matt's way now as well. I was, that was unintentional, that joke. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> the fact that no one called me on it apart from you meant <laughs> I sold it back. <laughs> oh, oh. He, he, spotted, he spotted the opportunity to take you down and he, <laughs> he struck. He struck without a moment's hesitation. Shots fired at the mention of a pirate ship as well. So anyway, um, <laughs> oh, boo, boo, stop, stop! Oh dear. Um, so, so do we think it'll actually be a factor? Then, do you think he'll be involved in the match, or, or is he just going to? For me, I imagine he'll end up costing Owens the match, so that Zan, Zane, Zan, so that Sami Zayn gets the win. That's that's for me. Okay, so we've we've branched into Paul's prediction there, so I'll put that one in the book. Anybody in agreement with Paul? See, I think I'd go the other way um, to kind of fall in with the conspiracy kind of thing of of Zane. I know that would be some terrible build up to being like SummerSlam or something like that, and it's Zane and one of the dopey Logan Jake Paul brothers. At, at SummerSlam, which will just, yeah, <laughs> documentary camera on a pole match or something. Yeah, <laughs> ready for the Hall of Fame next year. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got Owens. Okay, I've, uh, I, I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw some nods of agreement during that from Andy. Yeah, yeah, I'm with, uh, I'm absolutely with Matt on this one. Um, like everything 
everything that Matt said there. I think, uh, yeah, he's going to be around. He's going to be a factor. But, uh, yeah, I've got the, the KO for this one. Yeah, me too. Um, I think you nailed it for me, Matt, when you said it'll fall in with a conspiracy thing. I think that's set to continue. So I, I have also gone with Kevin Owens. Right then. Next match on the card is the Intercontinental title match between Big E and Apollo Crews. It's essentially a rematch from Fastlane. However, this time it has been advertised as a Nigerian drum match. Well, a what? it's a funny thing you should ask that, Stu, because uh, I was just wondering the other day about when uh, the last time I saw my favourite Nigerian drum match and um, it brought back great memories, so... I mean, I love a Nigerian drum match as much as the next man. If you could just clarify what one is, that would be great. Okay, so they've given them an entirely made-up match stipulation. Nobody knows exactly what it is or how the match can really be won, but the only clues that have been given um, was Apollo Crews made a statement of the match being an ancient duel created by his ancestors for those who were wronged to get a chance to make it right. And as having no rules, no limitations, just a beating so loud it sounds like a drum. If it's a no disqualification match, just call it a no disqualification match. We are all fine with that. <laughs> oh, the the last bit was me. That wasn't Apollo, by the way, just in case you didn't quite get that. We need gimmicks or people aren't going to watch the biggest wrestling show of the year. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's an odd one. It's a very yep. odd stipulation. But then at the, the match at Fastlane, just uh, shooting back to that, these two had reasonable enough match, but a really really sloppy finish. And I'm pretty sure that's probably why they've gone sort of straight back in for this. It was like I, I don't think even they were quite sure what had happened at the end. I think they got they got the winner that they maybe wanted, but. It, it just, it, yeah, it was really messy, like really messy. Um, Apollo Crews then pinned Big E during a six-man tag match shortly after that on SmackDown as well. So combined with the beating that he'd given him after the match ended at Fastlane, it was kind of, I guess it was always headed that way. But who's who's picking Big E to, to retain the Intercontinental title on uh, Sunday? <gasps> what? See, I do this. I, I like to do this thing, and it's called uh, absolutely slamming new day all day every day. But I, I've, I've probably brought this up before. But I'm I'm sure that uh, many moons ago, Paul was talking about how uh, Biggie needs to be uh, a solo, a solo man, and he needs to be absolutely the biggest heel in the business. And I'm I'm rooting for that. And uh, yeah, I like to. Although I like to. Uh, Throw throw new day to the wolves. Uh, I do like I do like secretly picking uh, picking Biggie when he uh, when he when he gets okay. involved. Popping those little Easter eggs up with the new day. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, Biggie for me. Yep, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in as well because I am also picking Biggie to retain. Um, it, it it just needs a steady run. I think what. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that Paul is in sheer disagreement with this. Surely, like, if, if it was a straight-up match where anyone knew what the rules were, 
I would be in total agreement that I'd be imagining that Biggie would get, would get the win. But this is this is one of those matches where, like, so as whenever they've brought out these questionable stipulation matches, has the person who brings up the stipulation ever lost it? I'm thinking Punjabi prison match. I was just about to say that. But well, initially, if I remember rightly, the original competitors didn't even end up in that match anyway, did they? Was, was it really something supposed- like... It was supposed to be the Great Khali and the elevated enzymes or something stupid like that, so he couldn't wrestle it. So it was a big show that the Undertaker on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's... It's one of these hokey storylines where, where it gives Big E an out where, like, you know, he can lose a match because he didn't know what the hell he was doing, I suppose. Um, and yeah, I just think if it was any other type of match, I think he would have. I'd have had him down to retain, but because of the stipulation, I've okay. just got it down to the title change. Okie dokie. So that leaves you, Matt. Yeah, I've gone with title change as well. Um, just obviously with the build that they've given Apollo Cruz after giving him build after build after build, I thought, you know. Sure, they've got to kind of try and like let something stick for him. I hope not. I really don't like the. I really don't. I don't like the character. I don't see in in this day and age. I don't see the need for them to push such a stereotype. And for everything that they try and make better, stuff like that just drags it back to make it worse again for me. So I'm I'm hoping that Big E wins. And they, they quite swiftly can this new Apollo character because he can be so well, much better than that. But on an opposite sort of side, he is he's like using part of his heritage. Obviously, like it's not it's not like they've just given him like a random gimmick. Obviously, he, he has got Nigerian heritage and he and he has spent part of his life in Nigeria. So there is like an argument for him like using that element of his character to mm. sort of portray a different side to him. So it's not it's not as if they've just like. <laughs> it's not as if they've just lumped like a Jamaican gimmick on him, like they did with Kofi Kingston, and then just asked him, just sort of, just start dropping the the uh, the Jamaican accent if you can, just over the next couple of weeks, and we'll just we'll explain it away with something else. Well, surely the only explanation was that he was given a beating so bad that his accent fell off. That was the. I'm pretty sure that was how they kind of mentioned it at the time. Something to do with Randy Orton. If I'm, I might. I mean, we're going back a little while now, but but yeah. Anyway, speaking of, speaking of Randall Keith, shall we move along? We're uh, we seem to be flying through these this evening. So we've uh, the next match on the card is the aforementioned Randy Orton versus the new and improved crispy version of the Fiend. So this oh, 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 extra crispy version, yeah. <laughs> this is <Melty> crispy. <laughs> going to be the culmination of the rivalry that kind of dominated WWE TV since late 2020. Obviously, the, the Fiend was burnt alive back at TLC, made his return at Fastlane. Uh, it, it emerging through the ring canvas after being summoned by Alexa Bliss. And as I believe Andy put it, Predicted correctly, Alexa Bliss win, uh, winning that match after uh, after what happened. Um, it, 
yeah, I mean, Randy Orton's wife wasn't particularly happy about the finish to that match, but if you want to... Not happy with the pin, where the pin yeah. was situated at all. <laughs> go, back, go, go back and uh, do a little Twitter search if you fancy uh, fancy seeing what, what she said. But yeah, the, the Fiend's got this new look. And yes, by the way, if you're interested, WWE obviously had that mask on the website within hours so you could buy the new one. You know those like you know those like attack dog training things that you see with um with like the police. That that's that's the look, isn't it? That kind of like <laughs> these big gloves. When he, first, when he first came came out, everybody was like fixated with what's his face going to look like, and yes, it was melted. But then, kind of missed the fact that he, he was like wearing like the pad, like the bike pads and stuff almost. Wasn't he on his suit? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But so yeah, so that he, he comes back and obviously the new look kind of matches the the fiery situation that he uh, went through. But then the Fiend struck Orton again on the Raw following Fastlane, and the Mania match between the two was confirmed. It is unclear to this point as to whether or not it's going to be some kind of cinematic match, as you know the the recent sort of high profile encounters have have been of the Fiend, but. It'll be strange if they do do that now that they're gonna have like fans in attendance at, at the stadium. So if they if they're gonna do it cinematic style, it might start in the ring but then disappear off, and the fans maybe won't see sort of the end of it. I, I'm not I'm not really sure if if they'll go that way with it or not. But definitely, I'm 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 pleased that, that this story is potentially then coming to an end because it has been going on for quite some time now. The two definitely need to move on. Um, if anything, more than The Fiend and Randy Orton themselves, it's definitely elevated Alexa Bliss. I'd just be interested to see where she goes now because she's a hell of a wrestler in her own right. And she's now been kind of stuck in this role of not doing anything, particularly other than just being the resident crazy. But um, how are they going to transition her back into... Like the women's division is kind of interesting me as well to see to see if they can pull that off at the end of this story. So we shall see. Um, I'll, we'll we'll leave Andy till last, and as his favourites involved this time around. So um, which one? Well, well, yeah, I, I, I mean, guess it, both, both. This this is I'm not going to lie. This has been my hardest one to pick because you know <laughs> two two titans of 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 the industry are going head to head on this one and. I've really struggled, and I'm not saying there was a coin flip involved, but well, if if the decision isn't a hundred percent cemented, maybe uh, our decisions may may sway you somewhat. I'm not sure. I will dive straight in. I'm picking Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, to win. Um, the the words were a little bit strong from Alexa Bliss on one of the most recent promos where she outright said the legend killer dies at WrestleMania. Thought that was a little bit strong. Um, but I think there's possibly some sort of finish involved to take Randy out of the picture for a little while. I think he'll be having some well-deserved holidays time away. I think he needs a bit, bit of a break, a bit of a reset. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to do it. So I'm, I'm picking Bray Wyatt for that, for that reason. Fiend as well, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, he's worked a solid program since what before 
just before WrestleMania. Well, since the Royal Rumble last last year, um, so it's probably time for him to kind of yeah go away for a couple of months or so. It's been uh, it's been absolutely nonstop for him though, hasn't it? Because it's been everything with Edge through to like. How could they not even give him a holiday after the greatest wrestling match ever? Well, yeah, and, you can, and obviously with that injury, you kind of there was obviously I presume there was going to be a, like a three match kind of thing with that run, but obviously that in, the injury to Edge kind of sent him away for a bit, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, well, you know, they'll, they'll have nothing for him. I don't know, just chuck him. In. Obviously, they had this fiend thing on the back burner, and just oh yeah, we'll just chuck him straight into that, and then he's done. However, month, however many months on that, which is just insane, really. And as well, a, a cheeky little WWE title reign in between times at, around October time. So he's 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 been not non-stop flat out. And as much as I'll obviously back back Drew to the hilt of being the guy that sort of carried him through, he couldn't he couldn't have done that without somebody like Randy Orton to bounce off. And Orton's been just as important, I think. So the. Little shout out as well. The, the broken school sessions with Randy Orton is well worth a watch. That's that's a really interesting one just to see how much he's changed from the entitled little prick that he used to be when he first came in to like how I guess mature he seems about it all now. It's very very different, but well worth a look. Uh, Paul, the Fiend, or Randall Keith? Uh, yeah, I agree. What's been said so far, Fiend for me. Um, I'm assuming there is reasons for why they've, they've given him the last well better part of four months off in preparation for this sort of like rebirth of the character so to speak um, but it would be it would be very foolish of them to to do that give him all this time off to sort of let the character sort of die down a bit and then bring him back to starting to lose. But then again, that's kind of what they do with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, isn't it? <laughs> Are you still bitter about that? Um, well, it's just... There's, there's, there's people that have yeah. been misbooked <laughs> him for the last seven years or whatever, ever since he had that match with uh, his senior at 30. Mm-hmm. I don't I think he's won... Once or something like that, and that was his match. That was his match last year against Cena, which wasn't really a match. So, um, yeah, I think it's a a long overdue WrestleMania win for Bray Wyatt for me personally. Okay. So, have has that discussion helped or hindered Andy? Has he has, has it changed your mind, or are you uh, sticking with what you initially had? So, like I say, this was the one for me where I just. I just flip flop backwards and forwards. Like, like when I was going through the the list, I was like, right, that's what I need to focus on. That's one where it, it you know, in my mind, it could go either way. <clears throat> and up to um, probably a couple of hours ago, I was like, Randall Keith, Randall Keith, Randall Keith. It's like, yeah, the fiend. It's gonna be the fiend. That's that's often the way I do these things, you know. You gotta you gotta be gotta be loose. You gotta be able to adapt to change. Um, yeah, it's the fiend. It's the fiend for me. Um, I think that's just the 
the thing that makes the most sense. And I agree with the they they need to they need to give uh, Randy Orton a bit of time off from all of it really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely not bored of him. I do like Randy Orton, no? but I think for him personally, for for the shift he's put in, he absolutely deserves a little bit. But um, I'm just impressed that we all managed to get to making that prediction without anybody mentioning Worms been projected onto the mat like last time they faced each other at WrestleMania. So hopefully <laughs> that, shall, that shall be avoided this time around. So we've got two matches left on the Sunday night card to discuss. And the first of which is the Raw women's title match. So champion Asuka defending against the uh, recently debuting on Raw, Rhea Ripley. So after a Royal Rumble appearance, Rhea Ripley had to wait quite a few weeks before um, she was allowed to actually debut on um, Monday Night Raw. And she waited until just a few weeks before WrestleMania to do it. But what a way to make a debut. Waiting until Asuka had had an untitled match against Peyton Royce, storms down to the ring and pretty much just says, right, you, me, go on then. WrestleMania it was was pretty much the, the long and short of it. And Asuka very quickly accepted. This is going to be Rhea Ripley's second WrestleMania appearance because she obviously defended the NXT women's title against Charlotte Flair in a, in a losing effort last time out. But you might have noticed that the build for this year's WrestleMania has, has seemingly lacked quite a lot of Charlotte Flair. Um, she's had a bit to deal with of late. So the, the the release of her fiancé from the company, so Andrade, um, being released. Rumours of her being pregnant. Turned out she'd contracted COVID. Um, I'm led to believe that's two very different things. But the, yeah, it remains it to kind of then be seen if, if the biggest show of the year is going to go ahead. And to this point, we'll probably have to say it will without featuring arguably the biggest star of the women's division that they've had like ever really um or will she make an appearance so we're not not can't rule that out but in terms of in terms of the match who's walking away with the title and the the big big old w i've got uh i haven't got anything written in this box for myself because i still can't decide i'm not entirely sure so if uh, if one of you boys want to take take the first pick, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Ray Ripley to kind of no mess right the right the wrong of last year because I think you know if you if they want to build her to kind of possibly be that kind of like I don't you know, I don't think she's quite got the personality of of like a Becky Lynch or or a Charlotte or something like that. But if they want to build her as this kind of big like imposing kind of thing. They can't have a losing <laughs> you know, doing the reverse uh, doing a reverse undertaker. Um kind of thing. So it should be 0 and two kind of thing. And then uh, yeah, it, it can't be the kind of I just think it, it yeah, it just seems pointless for for it to, to kind of lose again. Mm-hmm. Um it's difficult because I think Ask having Asuka lose to her as well kind of ruins that side of it as well. Something something has just dawned on me when you made that pick as well, because there's, well, two things. Firstly, there's the fact that Rhea seems to be going into this match very much in the heel role after they tagged together on Raw this past week. And the match finished with 
Rhea Ripley pushing Asuka off the top turnbuckle and then throwing her back into the ring to get a knee to the face from Shayna Baszler. So, so Rhea's definitely going in as as the heel. So that would would mean Matt is predicting a heel champion coming out of WrestleMania, and it's not like they've got possibly a returning biggest baby face in the women's division in Becky Lynch coming back anytime soon, is it? Maybe, maybe, maybe. So that might that might also fit quite well. Um, combined with the fact that Asker obviously needs to go and get some of her teeth implanted back in after uh, she still needs to get that rectified after Shane's demolition job the other month. So I think you've talked you, you've talked me into agreeing with you, Matt. So I'm I'm going to pick Rhea Ripley on that one too. You can uh, you can stick me in the same camp on that one. Okay. So three of us in the book for Rhea Ripley. Mr. Williams, play for points. Are you playing for points? Play for points. Play, I could play for the points, couldn't I? Could play for the points, but I. Uh, not going to. Not gonna. It's a clean. It's a clean sweep, I think, fellas. I think, uh, like like Matt said, there, it's the um, they run the danger of if they do if they do have a lose again um, on the grandest stage, then sort of the first the first two impressions of uh, of the main roster supporters are going to be her losing her two biggest matches um, and it's not really a great way to build someone that you want to uh, to have in the uh, in the public's eyes as this you know unstoppable like nightmare beast and stuff like that so I think they need to uh, start her off strong with a win against um, a woman who was built as arguably like the best the best woman in the competition uh, when she was down in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Title change so for Rhea, me personally. We have got, on night two then, we have got a couple of clean sweeps in those last two matches. So the final match of WrestleMania 37, night two, is a universal title match between defending champion Roman Reigns Royal Rumble winner Edge and sneaky sneaky Daniel Bryan. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, sneaky sneaky. Oh my! If, if, if you ask Edge, he'll say sneaky selfish Daniel Bryan. Um, I'm not sure why he'd necessarily <laughs> say it in such a style of Yoda, but you know, whatever. <laughs> after after defeating Daniel Bryan at Elimination Chamber, Roman Reigns discovered very quickly that Edge had picked him. As, as his opponent for WrestleMania when Edge hit him with a spear. But since that time, Daniel Bryan seems to have come to the realisation that this WrestleMania could indeed be his last. And rather than taking time to help others and put others over, it's time to look after himself. That, to me, came across as a very... like That's very heel. <laughs> but the way he delivered it was like, yeah, okay, fair enough then, I get it. So it, 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 it's bizarre how he's managed to sort of reverse that. Because if anybody else had done that, He'd have been like, ooh, ooh, naughty man. But it's, <laughs> naughty it's man, not, naughty man. Not for him. Fam, family show, Paul, come on. Um, so, Daniel Bryan came up short at Elimination Chamber. Daniel Bryan once again came up short at Fastlane after challenging Roman Reigns then. But this time around, it was down in part to the actions of, of Edge himself as special enforcer. So Roman Reigns was actually tapping out, it seemed to the yes lock 
when Edge had already picked up a chair and was swinging by this point and laid into Daniel Bryan. So in the, in the weeks following that, Daniel Bryan ended up lobbying to get included into the match. The others were obviously petitioning against it. They wanted to keep it as a one-on-one, but after a bit of deliberation, Daniel Bryan, sneaky, sneaky Daniel Bryan, has got his wish and has been added into the Universal title match, setting up this triple threat stipulation. Um, Daniel Bryan's second WrestleMania main event, also in a triple threat match, same as last time. Is he going to do it again? What What are we thinking? Paul, do you want to go first? Um, you can pass if you want. No, I'll 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 I'll, I'll take the bullet. Um, I think he will repeat the feat from seven years ago. So we're going to Daniel Bryan. Will leave. I think he will leave as the new Universal Champion. Okay. Got you down. Or, Oh, here we go. But I think he'll do it by beating Edge rather than by beating Reigns. Okay. So they can keep their boy strong and not have him have him lose the title but not lose the match. Alright. You are in the book for Daniel Bryan. Matt, do you want to go? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Roman Reigns to retain. Definitely not getting that clean sweep this time around, then. <laughs> Any particular reason? I don't know. Just, I think it's just a, a kind of hunch. I just think they'll keep it on him just for now. As You know, if, the, if there is that the potential for Daniel Bryan to go and... Like if if he is a like kind of rumored retirement or this is his last WrestleMania, I don't know, like at work or whether it is actually a kind of real thing. <clears throat> I just think um, I just think they'll keep it on him. I just think they'll keep it on Roman Reigns at the moment because he's just obviously he's the main guy, isn't he? It's the he's the one that they cut the rope again, like kind of behind the scenes that they want to be the kind of thing, and it seems unless. Unless, you know, kind of thinking further, kind of thing, Lesnar's coming back and um, they want to sw- switch old Heyman Hustle over to Broccoli Rob. Um, you know, but I just, I don't know. Unless, unless he's definitely coming back, and I don't know that one, but I think at the moment they'll keep the best talker in the business with the guy that they see as being the best kind of guy in the business. Um, together. Okay. I, I was sensing some nods going on again from Andy in the corner. You also you also plumping that way. So, um, I I didn't know if there was maybe going to be a bit of a uh, bit of, bit of sh- shenanigans going on with this. So, I picked who I thought was going to win, and I also preempted the possibility that you were going to ask how they were going to win. So. Roman Reigns to retain by pinning Daniel Bryan. Now, I was going to have Edge to win, but um, like some of the stuff that Matt said there, I think I think there is the the it's, it's just leave it on him for now. Get a bit more of a run out of it. 
I like I was saying on uh, on yesterday's podcast that everybody should go and listen to and or watch. Have we got a little stuck? Um, it's a uh, it's a situation where I think everything I've 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 been reading says that Brock's coming back. So I, I see I see it further down the line as a a Brock versus uh, Roman Reigns for the title, where I see him taking taking that title. So I think leave it on Roman Reigns for now. A little bit further down the line, or fairly soon, Brock comes back and uh, and challenges for the title. Okay, that leaves me then to play absolutely play for points because I'm picking Edge. So somebody in that main event is getting a point at least. At least one of us. So. Um, the other thing I'd say is, if we go back two, possibly three podcasts, I'm almost certain you use the phrase, I can't see Edge beating him at, at, at Mania for the title. Correct. It doesn't have to beat Roman Reigns anymore. <laughs> so... I don't disagree with what Andy and Matt were just talking about in the sense of somewhere on the horizon there is a, a, a big old lobster-faced Brock just just sat there steaming because somebody has stolen his Paul Haven. And I absolutely think that that'll be the focal point of the story. But I don't... Th- I, I think Roman Reigns needs to be in chase mode for that story. I don't think he needs to go into it as champion. So I think Edge will take the title. I think there'll be a little bit of a programme still between him and and Daniel Bryan after. And then somewhere Brock will come in, take the title away from that, and then it'll be Reigns and um, Brock at that point, but with with Reigns in chase mode, as it were. So yeah, that is me, me picking Edge. So we have some very... Very, despite the fact there's two clean sweeps amongst them seven matches, there are some very varied ones. So hopefully, we won't need the tiebreak next time around. But um, obviously, we won't need the tiebreak next time around because I'll still have the title. But we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> this this yeah, time ti- this I, title this this one here that that I'm holding this title. I, it's clearly a replica. I don't know where you've got that cheap knockoff from. Oh my god, it's the Razor Ramon uh, Shawn Michaels situation all over again. <laughs> so, me and Andy are going to have a ladder match on the next podcast, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Tell you something, if that, doesn't drive the, if that doesn't drive the subscribers, nothing will. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, of, of driving subscribers, I think uh, WWE have dipped into that, that pot a little bit by, uh, in, in the words of Jericho, I believe it was, kicking open the forbidden door. So, from you might have gathered from that, Chris Jericho has been announced as a guest for Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken School Sessions on the WWE Network to air immediately after WrestleMania Night 2 concludes. So, not only have you watched Monday Night Raw, all three hours of the Hall of Fame, all six or seven hours of NXT, then SmackDown in between, then about... Another 14 hours probably of WrestleMania by the time that they're all said and done. 
then you've got to now squeeze in an interview, which is probably going to be around 90 minutes minimum. Oh, I'm pushing. Oh, this this will be a two hours. This will be a yeah, two hour job. Oh, this, this this should have been the tiebreaker. Why did we not set it up? We could have done like a, a, a minutes count for the uh, whatever the official listing is for the time on that interview. This anyway. is this is where this is where I've got a, a bit of a grumble. Um, is, is anybody going to hit that timer? Here he is. It's the timer. It's has... Go on, Matt. It. I, I just. I just think, like... Here we go. Ready? Three, three two, one. Two, one. Go. I know it's WrestleMania week or WrestleMania time, but why have they used this week to use up so many awesome matches, so many awesome things to kind of think NXT is completely buried and they should be able to put people over using the stand, you know, the, the takeover stuff. There's missing, they're missing so many, like, ways of putting people over in those games obviously in these matches they, and then obviously they're going to use the Stone Cold thing as well for me they're making the announcement when they did and placing it after night two of Wrestlemania almost like it, it kind of just smacks of them saying we know that people aren't massively interested in it this year because you know there's not been the crowds in the stadiums building up to it and all the rest of it so we're going to give you this as a little cherry on the top at the end, but just just you know to keep you sweet. It seems a bit of a strange positioning, really. I, I, like, I can understand striking while the iron's hot, but then there's always that there's a bit of a lull after WrestleMania for for uh, a little while. So why not this, kind of dagger it? That's it, and that, like the whole takeover stuff. I I've been I mean I've been catching up on NXT this week. And just like those two, the two nights of cards, and we've barely spoken about it as ourselves. It it's stacked, mm-hmm. you know. Like you've got Balor against Karrion Cross, who I think, you know, is is probably coming up to the uh, the main the main roster soon. He is huge, like uh, you know, and you kind of like don't realize how big he is. You know, they've got you know Devlin against Santos. That get that match would be great. They've got Kushida against. Pete Dunne, that's going to be awesome. Chomper against Walter. And it's just going to get, you know, Io Shirai against the Raquel Gonzalez. It's just going to get, like, completely just buried in everything else. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to build NXT if people go, oh, fuck, I've got, like, three hours, like you said, three hours of Hall of Fame. I've got Raw. I've got an you know, I want to be up to date with Raw. I want to be up to date with SmackDown. Um, well, what's going to go? Well, I'll I'll catch up on Takeover, like next week or the week after or whenever. And you've you've missed it. You've missed the, you know what you wanted to achieve. You've possibly missed because I think a lot of the people from uh, there's going to be quite a few call ups from from um, NXT for Monday, like the following Monday after after WrestleMania. And people are going to be like, "Who?" And you know, they're like, oh, yeah, but if you if you've been watching the two nights of Stand and Deliver, they'll be like, "Yeah, all right then," because I've got all this time. You know, I I you know, I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking, if if we kind of play this out in order, I might watch WrestleMania in a month's time. 
<laughs> you know what I mean, kind of thing. Or I might watch a takeover in a month's time because when when am I going to do all this? Mm-hmm. I just seem I will, the same. I will I will say on on the basis of the timings though that. Um, from experience, they did do a little bit better with Hall of Fame this time around because I, I managed to actually I didn't I didn't watch it intently watch it I kind of listened to the speeches and they kept everything very 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 short and sweet this time around there was nobody that went longer than um, I think Kane was about the longest and he was the last one in the 2021 class and he was about 13 14 minutes maybe but um, Paul um, Paul called this. Uh, you know, between us, each the class of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one was ninety minutes per class. Um, I mean, Mister T's speech was longer than that. <laughs> so they, they have it was it's kind of weird. It's like it, it was weird without fans there, but it also kind of to me made it a little bit better. Um, and I think going forward, they maybe need to keep Hall of Fame to be a little bit more of a special event for the people that are actually involved in the business and to keep it a little bit more exclusive um, in, in that respect, because like, you know, fans can watch the videos, fans can, um, you know, they've, they've spent the time in the arenas watching these people for, for the big, the biggest moments for stuff like that. I mean, these, as we talked about, these guys take that sort of stuff to heart and it, it's, it's more of a friends and family and, you know, kind of environment for me and yeah, put it on TV. That's fine. But I, I, it worked as having a shorter version to be televised for me. So, hmm. so yeah. Anyway, have we got any other business the end of WrestleMania week from the Getting Over Boys, no? Nothing we are all me. good then. Right, okay. Well, thank you very much uh, for, for listening along or watching along on YouTube. As we mentioned, make sure you go and hit the like, share and subscribe stuff and uh, leave us some comments. Let us know who your predictions are for WrestleMania. Um, after the, the epic week that this has been for wrestling, uh, we'll maybe try and get aim to get some more guest predictions back on. Um, it's just been a little bit too rammed this time around to to, to, to fit anything else in because we, we've uh, had a lot a lot of predictions to get through. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening along and enjoy WrestleMania. Bye. So there you go, what do you think of that? Part 2 done, Wrestlemania done, it's all done now. Uh, give us a shout and let us know if you fancy getting in on the guest predictions for next time. Like Stu was saying there, we uh, we love a guest predictor on the Getting Over podcast, so, uh, so why don't you get involved? Other ways you can get involved is if you're watching us on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, comment... Or uh, if you're already doing all of those things, get a friend to do it. Or a family member. If you prefer the audio experience, that's all good. But if you could also subscribe, SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts, be amazing. It's a big help to us. So there we go. That's it. WrestleMania done. Podcast done. All that's left to do now is watch it and see who wins. So uh, I'll leave you with that. Until next time, I'll say bye. I'll see you then. Bye.